The days grow cooler as four travelers find their way to the warren at the Willow, on the shores of a mirrored lake and at the edge of a vast graveyard. Soon, it will be Reflections Day, but until then, preparations must be made. Our travelers find themselves caught up in the daily lives of the Warren's people, forging new connections as they participate in the whirlwind of activity. But what will the Feast of Reflections Day bring for them? And what will they reflect on? Hi folks! Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLCast and Tumblr at FTLCast, which... I'm trying to update more often. We'll see how that goes, uh, as well as ftlcast.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash ftlcast. Uh, today we're playing Wander Home by Possum Creek Games. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Inside this book that you hold in your hands is the start of a new journey. Together, we'll set forth into a world of grassy fields, mossy shrines, herds of bumblebees, rabbits in sundresses, geckos with suspenders, starry night skies, and the most beautiful sunsets you can imagine. Where will we go? What will we see? We'll have to find out together. I'm August, and you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, uh, on Blue Sky at HarpyDora, and uh, Tumblr at StrangeHarpy. Yeah. I'm in a lot of places now, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Anya. Hi. Drastically different. You can find me nowhere. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, cool. I don't use social media. We also have Corey. Hey, folks. My name's Corey. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Endless Musings, and you can find me at co-host at Missy Nim. And last but certainly not least, we have Jade. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm choking. You can find me on <laughs> most places on the internet, Jade Oxford Rose. <clears throat> oh no. And I use they them pronouns. I'd normally say more, but my lungs. Or, I used to use they them pronouns when you were with us. <laughs> oh no. Not like this. <laughs> not like this. They died how they lived, making podcasts. Choking? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this common? Um. No. Um, our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started! Hell yeah. Woo! Yeah. Woo!
so uh wander home comes with a kind of some quick start steps it is uh loosely based on the belonging outside belonging framework um it uses a similar character creation and a similar uh kind of token economy uh but it's a uh, much more pastoral than a lot of belonging outside belonging games uh with less focus on uh conflict and more focus on like character interactions and introspection i seriously thought you were just going to say more focus on vibes mm. <laughs> i mean it is very focused on vibes and those vibes are pastoral and sweet and uh shoot what's the word i'm looking for i'm just oh, i'm well. just here for the cottage core it's okay yeah <laughs> it's very sylvanian families very red wall like animal folk living their best life yeah yeah um so the quick start steps are to make sure we have all the supplies we need which we do the next step is to uh read the opening paragraphs and cover the tools that we have available to us um we uh talked about the safety tools that we use um there are some other uh tools available in the book um and it talks about those uh pretty extensively uh really good uh really good section uh if you're uh going to be playing this yourself the uh opening paragraphs i kind of paraphrased at the beginning but we'll go ahead and read them in their entirety uh the road has a song all to its own press your ear against my chest and you'll hear it it is always with me soaring across mountaintops and sleeping in the gutter where the small and forgotten gods live it tangles through my hair and sits heavy in my boots some days the song roars through my bones louder than any storm and other days it hums its tune so quietly that i could forget it's even there but I will always hold tight to it, and I'll throw on my cloak, grab my walking stick, and set foot once more. I trust the song. I trust the road. I trust that someday I will arrive as a, at a town and lay down in the grass and know that this is where I was meant to be. The road is a river that carries me home. Very, very good stuff. Uh, so the next thing that we have to do is we have to start chatting about the journey questions which um the first question is how long are we expecting this journey to last if we have any expectations at all i think uh you know we typically record for you know two and a half three hours so i think that that's a, a pretty reasonable expectation if we're all mm -hmm. in agreement yep couple to a few mm -hmm. and hours do we want a more pastoral and upbeat journey or a world that lingers more heavily on trauma and recovery? I'm a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could that go either way, though. That could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that we should leave it open to discuss trauma, but I don't think that should be our focus. Yep, I'd agree. Like, yeah. I think it's there lingering in the background, but it may not necessarily be like forward focus. Yeah, especially with like the, like it's in the world building that there has been this war, this rebellion in recent enough memory. Yep. So. Yeah. 
Uh, do we want a more personal journey focused on mundane issues and quandaries, or do we want a more tangled journey filled with mysterious and magical forces? Um, I think we discussed briefly that we wanted to kind of focus more on personal and mundane issues. Uh, like, magic is still there, but that's not the focus. Yeah, yeah. again, leaving the door open to, to it, but um, not having it govern the shape of things. If we end up under an enchanted star. <laughs> uh, do we want a single person to act as a guide, multiple rotating guides, or no guide at all? I think... Just by the nature of this podcast, we all know the answer to that. I'm shooting finger guns at the mic, but it's not a visible thing, so I'm explaining it with my voice. Hmm. That's fair. And uh, is there anything else that might come up that we want to watch out for? Mm. Uh, I can't think of anything. Yeah, just based off of initial discussion, I didn't see anything. Yeah. Okay. So, um... The next thing we do is introduce everyone to playbooks, which we've done off mic, uh, and go over how tokens work. Uh, like I said, this is kind of a belonging outside belonging game, so there are certain things you can do that allow you to gain a token, and then you can spend that token to do uh, other actions. Um, usually things that um, are like considered to be strong moves or, or things that can really alter the course of what's going on. Um, so the next step is we pick out our playbooks and make choices about our characters. Um, so if we want to uh, go in order in our document, um, let's introduce our characters and once we've uh, introduced our characters, uh, we can do the uh, ask left, ask right questions. Sounds good. Yeah. So, Anya, if you don't, wouldn't mind introducing your character for us. All right. Um, my character's name is Sunny Rose. She, her pronouns. Um, I'm playing the Firelight. Um. It is easy to get lost in the darkness and the deep. The firefly at your side will always guide the way. You are alive. Your care is forward-thinking, mutual, and shining bright. And uh, I am a capybara. Uh, two things that I try to be are endlessly patient and here for everyone. Two things that I know I can't be is everywhere at once and consistently correct. My look is a wide-brimmed hat that covers your eyes, a badly ripped dress, and a reliable wooden staff. Um, I met my firefly because fireflies have always helped your family. Uh, my firefly is proper and chill. One light that I still keep lit, keep lit is the passion in my heart that burned for the rebellion. And one light that died out long ago was a rusted iron lantern that my mother carried before me. Hell yeah. So I'll be playing uh, Parker Young. Uh, uses he, they pronouns. Um, his playbook is The Fool. Uh, life is an adventure and there's never shame in learning new things. You are alive. Your care is 
silly, naive, and more profound than most expect. Parker is an African fat-tailed gecko, uh, because those are cute and adorable. Um, two things that Parker is are funny and lovable. Uh, two things that they're worried that they're actually not are uh, brave and useful. Uh, his look is flamboyant hat, lots and lots of beads, and a cloak unsuitable for the weather. Uh, two that are true about me. Uh, you don't know a lot about the world. Uh, the place that I'm from is a farm. Uh, and I grew up familiar with chaos and disorganization. The place I'm from is a market. Uh, something that everyone assumes is true about me. Uh, you have a surprising secret talent. Uh, the place that I'm from is a port. One thing that I carry with me is a puzzle box that I can't quite figure out, given by a wise teacher I met on the road. Uh, one thing that I'm confident is around here somewhere, I'm just not sure where, is Sidi, a small and forgotten witchy god who has decided to accompany me on my journeys. Nice. Oakley Doakley. I think that's me next, right? Yep. I have made Tuesday uh, twos for short way. Uh, they, he pronouns. Uh, for Tuesday, I've chosen the poet. So, for the poet, the song of the world is a poem that can be captured by ink and paper, if only you could find the right words. You are alive. Your care is eloquent, observant, and occasionally overwrought. Uh, the animal I based them off of is a whippoorwill. Very distinct call that just kind of wrote its way into my brain. So I was like, yeah, let's carry that forward. Two things that people assume I am based on the writing is obscure and formal. And two things I actually am are pithy and romantic. My look is a cloak full of pockets, pockets full of burnt smokes, a battered briefcase, and a fashionable cap. I'm writing a novel based on the journey. The one thing I'm writing about is the everyday lives of my fellow travelers. One that's metaphorically intertwined is the seasons and how their changes change me. And one that unintentionally crept its way into the novel is another person's journey that I follow in the footsteps of. I've got a couple of books that I read from. One that I read from constantly and one that I have memorized. The one I read from constantly is a cheap paperback I found on the side of the road whose author I wonder about constantly. And the one I have memorized is a fantastical novel, waterlogged and stained from years of rereading, gifted by my father before he left. Hell yeah. And I am playing the shepherd. Herds of chubby bumblebees can be found across the hay, and tending to these flocks is simple, honest work. You are alive. Your care is measureless, watchful, and gentle. I am playing Theo Delaney, who uses they-them pronouns, who in this life is a blue mole border collie. Um, those typical splotches that you've come to associate with them in various other lives are very much present here. Two things I still am are reliable and maternal. Uh, two things I'm just not anymore are hurried and young. Uh, my look is hiking boots, patchwork overalls, a bug calling whistle, and one blue eye, one brown. The five bugs that I can always pick out of the bumble herd 
I have named them. The book does not mean you have to, but I am who I am as a person. Uh, there is the biggest bumble who I like to ride around on. They are sturdy, uh, buster. There is Bali, the luckiest bumble who keeps bumbling out of trouble, who is adventurous. There is Brandywine, the oldest bumble, grey and slow, who is wise. There is Bluebell, the runt, a bumble with a brutal injury, who is hurt. And there is Butterscotch, the cutest bumble who loves headpats, who is very friendly. Uh, one that stays by my side is a handkerchief given by your first kiss when you were both children. And one that I need to let go of is an almanac given by my cheerful brother, which grows increasingly inaccurate. Awesome. So uh, the next thing that we do in our playbooks is we have questions that we ask uh, to the players who are to the left and to the right of us. Um, so up and down in the document. Um, Anya, if you wouldn't mind uh, asking your questions first of okay. Jade and then me. Okay. So, hmm. I have two that I want. I'm trying to figure out which one would be better for you and which one would be better for August. Do you want to read the both the questions out and then maybe August or I will like really resonate with one of them? Yeah, so the first question is, um, why does my firefly like you so much? Mm -hmm. And the second question is, where do you wish I could guide you and why can't I? Mm. So I really want to answer um, the firefly question. Works for me. Okay, why does my firefly like you so much? Um... I think that uh, for all of Parker's exuberance uh, and energy and excitement, uh, they can be very still at times and be a really good place for uh, your Firefly to perch. Um, and sometimes Parker will just tell the Firefly stories while the firefly is perched, like, on his hat. Oh. Oh. Cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then... For Jade, that would be... Where do you wish I could guide you, and why can't I? I think... Theo... Part of them anyway really wants to go back to the place where they grew up mm. but it's not there anymore and even if Sunny was to take them to the spot where it was like the place that made it our home is gone wow thanks that's mm. sad <laughs> it really is <laughs> I want to make it clear. Theo's not an unhappy. Theo's not unhappy. Like it's sort of like it's that old adage of you can never go home. Yep. Like life is moving forward. Mm. They've got family. They have friends. It's just you know nostalgia for the place you were. Oh, the feeling more than the place, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
so, Sunny, why are you so patient with me? <laughs> well, dearie, I've seen a lot in my time. <laughs> uh, but I think... So, Sunny, I, uh, Sunny's a grandma, a grandma capybara, and I think Parker reminds her of bits of her younger self. Um, yeah, she remembers being not so confident in her own shoes, um, and being a bit of a jokester. Cute. And, uh, twos, uh, what did you show me that no one else could? So... I'll go for something specific and over a concept. I think twos would have taught Parker how to pick out certain bits of birdsong among the wind. For those close to him, the other whippoorwills, of course, but also just other sort of extant ones in the woods and otherwise. So mm -hmm. every so often, late at night or early in the mornings, just pointing them out, making sure that, he that they identified what calls were coming through, just so Parker could maybe catch it and maybe start to talk with them a little, if... He's okay for it. I like that a lot. Okay. I think I've got my two figured out. So I'll ask back to Parker. What do you have to keep explaining to me about the world? Hmm. <laughs> I love asking this question of someone called the fool, especially. Yeah. Hmm. I think when twos gets into their own head too much, Parker will constantly remind him to, like, stop and smell the roses. So I'm constantly trying to pull you back into the moment. Okay. Love to be present. Yep. And then to Theo, what did your style of storytelling teach me? I think... What Theo's style of storytelling taught you is that you don't have to reach a conclusion for a story to have a satisfying end. Because you can just pick up the story later. Very Shazerad. Um Shazerazad. 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 That was a night. Shazerazad. Yeah. Like the story can continue. So stories don't really end, they just change and grow and continue. I think like, especially I think for creatives, a lot of us, it's just like, is it done? Have I, is, is the piece of art done? Is the story done? It's like, it's done enough. It's done for now. And that's okay. It just, it carries on. Also a very apt selection for me in particular, because the violin solo from the Scheherazade remains one of my favorite pieces of music, so... Hey! Alright. Uh, Tooze, why do I trust you with my flock? What, do I, what did you do, I should say, that made me trust you with them? Sorry, herd. More yeah. like cows. So Tooze is more of a nocturnal sort. That's just how whippoorwills are, generally. So I think what Toos did, even early on, was sort of stay up perched with the flock to watch over them as the night passed through the evening hours, just to make sure that none of them got out of place or otherwise um, to somewhere that they shouldn't have. 
cool, cool, cool. And Sunny, do you think of yourself as part of my family? Um, I mean, I'd like to say yes. Um, you you can say yes. Um, especially like with your flock. Uh, I think our children might get along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My firefly and your your flock of bees, the bumbles. But I think that's also probably something that we were able to bond over is that um, mm -hmm. our small living beings that we oversee. Nice, nice. Awesome. So, uh, after that, uh, we create our first place, uh, choosing three natures for it. So the natures are listed on page 137 of the PDF. Uh, there are also some in the guest playbooks. Um, and we can pick any of them from any category, right? Because there are comfortable, there are verdant, there are liminal, there are sprawling, there are lonely, and there are desolate natures. All have like different qualities that we'll then refine. Uh, I'm always down for liminal stuff love me a liminal space i mean we could lean in and start in a tavern we could we could yeah that sounds great to me all right um but the place isn't just one of these things it gets to have elements of other natures right that's yep. that's mm -hmm. the vibe um do yes. we want to answer the questions about it as we go um, or do we want to pick the three and then further refine about it? I'd rather pick the three because I feel like mm -hmm. that can lead to some interesting answers. All right. Oh, sure. Then may I suggest one? Yeah. I think a lonely one would be nice, too. So how about a mirror? Ooh. Anya, do you want to pick our next one? Oh, let me see. Uh, while Anya's having a look, I do want to give um, a shout out to the PDF because all of the images have embedded alt text um, oh, image wow. descriptions. Oh, that's super if cool. You hover, if that. you hover over, yeah, I saw it completely by accident. Um, if you hover over the illustrations, um, Fuck yeah. So a screen reader will be able to automatically do it. Nice. Cool. While we're on that line, I'd like to say that they have super robust hyperlinking throughout the book. So if mm. you're navigating this through a computer or a PDF reader of some kind, it'll take you right to the page. I always appreciate when the books have stuff like that available for mm -hmm. computer usage specifically. I like a graveyard. Is that all right? Yeah, that could be fun. Nice. It's a very a long lot. tavern. Yeah, there are. Oh all yeah, these. <laughs> <laughs> there are very many of them. There's also like something very interesting to me about that contrast of having like a tavern right near a graveyard. Yeah. I do like it. I want to stress. 
like that duality there. Sort of a wanderer's rest situation. Mm. You can rest there whether you're alive or dead. Ah, Morbid. Great. Love it. <laughs> I've got a name for the tavern based off of that. I also have a possible name that is less thematic, but is one that I had that will maybe tie into one of into uh, the other um, nice. lonely thing. So, yeah. Um. So a tavern is described in the book as a place of simple comfort. Simple comfort, often settled into while on the journey from one land to the next. Um. It has its own moves. I won't rattle through all of those we get to choose two aesthetic elements and one bit of folklore about the place um these are great because the for the folklore is the night the old king drank here the cat with the magic ale how the old wombat outdrank the slobbering god mm. um which i like personally for a vibe yeah mm-hmm. so that's that gives my vote uh, for the I'd be down with I'm that. down with that. Give us a little trickery. Yeah. Um, does somebody else want to pick the aesthetic elements then? Or uh, one and two of the um, aesthetic elements that the, the tavern suggests? I think, since we're bookended by two lonely places, uh, yeah. I think a great hall gem packed with layabouts sounds like a fun one. Have I? Yeah. <laughs> Are you... Is someone writing this down? Yep. Hang on. A bar rat with a secret identity. Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. I'm down to have the bar rat to, with the secret identity, to be clear. <laughs> That's a scene yeah. waiting to happen right there. It's I do love that. great. Jesus. Who, who are you? Why are you? Do you know about this story? Please tell All us. Alright. Um, so the next thing got picked was Mirror. Um, so a place that reflects you back onto yourself. Again, two aesthetics uh, and one folklore. Um, well, while I've got a, a pitch for this place, um, and maybe that'll help us flesh it out, because uh, a tavern name I came up with um, earlier today was, uh, where'd it go? Warren at the Willow. I'm English. We have whimsical pub names. Um, mm. But the idea of like this big sprawling tavern right next to this impossibly still lake that is the mirror mm. could be pretty cool if people people like it. Yeah, I'm into it. There's also something very fun to me about this loud tavern and this incredibly still lake. I think with that, too, if we're taking it from there, I think perfect calmness. Nice. Is one of the elements of the mirror. And if it's a lake, that would also be glassy water, right? That works. But what is the folklore? What's the story? Um, we could come up with something. Uh, the suggestions in the book are the March of the Countless Footsteps, the ghost whose name cannot be spoken or the very edge of the world itself. I'm super partial to the mystery of boundaries, but that's just me. I do like impossible spaces. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. 
So the very edge of the world itself? Yeah. Tight. Um, and lastly, we've picked a graveyard, a place of death where the lost are buried. Um, the folklore about this place could be the Candlelit Council and their warning, the day the dead danced with us, the mist rabbit and her rictus grin, or something else of your own invention. Being right next to a tavern, the day the dead danced with us is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Just one real good night. <laughs> totally nothing weird happening at all. No, of course not. Why would you worry about that? It's not like there's still beer stains on the gravestones for all that. Uh, to that end, I, I always love the visual of gravestones. And maybe melted candles like the notion that people will like take candles out there like there's something about like i don't know whether it's just again part of how little space there is um in the uk so like i don't have a lot i say i don't have reverence for graveyards because i do like you don't fuck about in them that that's resting place it is that Mm -hmm. liminal space uh, almost um but there is something like i don't consider it sacred like i don't think you can't talk in them and i I just really like the notion of a culture that like yeah you go out you light a candle in case the spirits are around and want to chill and especially when it's next to a tavern yeah like you go out like your drinking buddy from x years ago you go out you put a candle on their grave you have a drink there like there's something very it's something very pleasing to me about that. Yeah, I've definitely seen similar things like for graveyards that I've been through before, benches in particular. Mm. So you can just kind of hang out for a bit and reminisce or otherwise. So having that by a tavern too, I feel is perfect. I love the vibes in <laughs> young goth Jade when that phase was happening. I just like the vibes. Um, I remember being told as a kid or as a younger person, not so much a kid, just like, um, to be careful, like cutting through, um, like a local graveyard to get home. And I'm like, why? Everyone's already dead. <laughs> like, who's going to hurt me? Um, so, you know, she's like, I'm I respect saying, the dead. Hello. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As, as I was, I'm sure they appreciate the visit. You know. Uh, all right, so we have our first place. So we need to add some kith. Um, um, we have skipped a step uh, because <gasps> we can so decide sorry. what month it is if we'd like, mm. although we don't have to. But I think we were talking off mic a bit about uh, what month we might enjoy. Uh, yeah, we said about breathe right yes i believe that was it yes because the season yeah seasons months and holidays i know within breathe there's swarming and gatling yeah given that there is a holiday called reflections day um hmm. and we're out of mirror that's kind of cool um yeah yeah i see that that is uh, the last day of breathe. So, do we want to do? Do we want to start on Reflections Day? Oh, we could. Maybe we got here a little bit before Reflections Day, but with the intention of 
being here for it. Okay. Uh, so that would put us in the month of Gatling, I believe, mm -hmm. which is the shortest month and brings Breathe to a close with hot days and cool evenings. Uh, we got to choose a thing the place lacks. Uh, the others are all present. Uh, clear, starry skies, a constant breeze, cold, cold nights, and the smell you imagine your home would smell like. Well, it's a still lake with a graveyard. We have candles that are out often. I'd say a constant breeze is probably what's missing. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, three to four signs of the month that we can find in this place. This place of a tavern, a graveyard, and a big lake. The book suggests bonfire, rugged and practical clothes, a beautiful golden moon, buildings swallowed in vines, the first few orange leaves, sweet treats, strange, subtle magic, a thin, ambling fog, kids camping out in tents, a festival for a secret and mysterious god, not enough time for everything you want, or something else of our own invention. Um, what does Gatling look like in this place? I would like to lobby for a beautiful golden moon. Because mm -hmm. just imagining like the clear starry skies uh, yeah. combined with the golden moon over the, reflected back in the lake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good and mysterious. But I don't think there are many trees about, so I don't think we necessarily want to do the first few orange leaves. I do like a concept, though, so how about not enough time for everything you want? Ooh. Since it's such a short month, and since we're, we we arrived here for the festivities, we're already most of the way through. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like bonfires, especially like that visual. We were talking about candles and like that. Because um, the moon isn't out all the time. Just like, I just like a bonfire. And that, that smell in the air mm -hmm. of like that good smell of like nice wood burning. I'd say that's reminiscent of family and of friends and otherwise. Yeah. How about you, Anya? Hmm. And by all means, make something up about this weird little intersection of life and death and reflection. Um. Is it too much of a deviation, let's see, to do kids camping out in tents? I don't think so. No, by all means. Yeah. Like the bonfires are lit. That'll help keep them warm. It's great. Okay. Let's let's do some kiddos camping in tents. They it's don't have to be camping in the graveyard. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they are. <laughs> maybe that's just what they do here. Uh, their relatives are there. Who's gonna? Just like who needs to worry about the kids being looked after? The ancestors are watching over them. BRB going to stay with grandma. <laughs> well, and the the tavern's so packed that sometimes you just need a little extra capacity. So that's the season. Tis the season. Yep. Now we describe a couple of kith who inhabit that place or who are traveling with us. Alright, I've got one. Neri Buckthorn. Uh, she, they, pronouns, works at the tavern. 
Uh, it's run by her family, uh, who is friendly and inquisitive. Uh, just a plump little rabbit uh, <sighs> with an ear for gossip and a nose for trouble. Um, but she needs to have a relationship with one of the group. So who wants to have a connection to the Buckthorns? I could do one. Mm-hmm. I can easily see this being a pen pal of a sort. Sure. Nice. So I desperately want us to interact with the bar rat with a secret identity. (laughs) (laughs) We need to make this one. And because of who I am as a person, I want the bar rat's name to be Rizzo. Oh my Uh god. (laughs) Let's go. Nobody knows his last name, but uh, he him. Um... And let me look up some natures really quick. Oh, many-faced could be a good uh, trait for him. Many-faced is... He's... Um, yeah, no, I'm down. Many-faced is specifically described as a shapeshifter, which is very fun. Ooh, that is real fun. The the What is going on in my head is that the bar rat with the secret identity is actually the wombat who drank the god under the table, but nobody can confirm or deny. (laughs) So they spend all this time telling the tale and puffing up their own legend? Yeah. That's great, actually. Uh, I think with that, a good trait for them, along with many-faced, would be dramatic, then. Sounds good. And, uh... I kind of want this, uh, I kind of want Rizzo to be connected to Parker, but it's not with Parker directly. Um, I think Rizzo knows, uh, CD. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, Anya. Yeah. Who's um, another animal person you want to see in this tavern or graveyard or, like, looking off to the lake? See, I'm looking at the artistic traits and all I can think of is a bard. Uh Uh-huh. Um, what would be a good bard animal? I'm just saying, a singing frog. There is <laughs> one visually very good. Two shout outs over the garden wall. Three, they do kind of they are noisy little gets when they want to be. <laughs> All right, remember that... the frog song by Paul McCartney as well? No, I uh, know, but I've got a very specific memory. It was um. So you usually head to the beach every year. So there are frogs that are out among the road. Especially at mm-hmm. nighttime, you can hear them croaking. So I think that's great. I cannot believe you guys are not familiar with the frog song. Nope. Nope. <sighs> nope. I'm sorry. This was, no, it's from um, a Rupert the Bear movie. I'm going to find it. Don't worry. I will inflict this on you all. Oh, please. Yeah, by all means. <laughs> Even if I am innocent to this, though, I am a big proponent of the frog and toad, so. Um, well, then how about a, a uh, poetic singing frog? I love this. Yes, very good. <laughs> yes. Maybe uh, this is, like, the in-house performer. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They just happen to stick by. Sometimes you can find mm. them by the lake. Well, they're frogs. Where else are they going to go? Very true. Why leave when there's a perfectly good lake? Do we have a name and pronouns for our bardic frog? Uh, he, him? Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Needs no last name, just Emmanuel. That's enough. Uh, yeah, that's plenty enough. Like, especially the way he sings it. <laughs> Jesus. You don't need any more syllables than Emmanuel. Oh, I've got a name, but I haven't got an animal. What's the name? Norwood Scrivener. Ooh. Oh it's like a wise old owl or something. Yeah. Owl is Hit good. Hit me with a they then. What kind of owl? There are so many owls out there. Hang on. <laughs> there are. Me looking up owl varieties. <laughs> Fluffy boy. We're going to do a lot of animal googling today, guys. Yeah, <laughs> my good yeah. results are going to be all owls. We knew what this was. We knew what oh, this yeah. was. This is secretly a way to become zoologists. I like a tawny yeah. owl, actually. All right. Uh, before we get too far on Norwood, uh, how is Emmanuel connected to uh, either Theo or Sunny? Anya, do you want Sunny to know the frog or the owl? <laughs> uh well Sunny being a capybara is friends of all but I think true true um what's what's the owl got going on what's the owl's personality sure uh me looking at traits I'd say probably learned makes sense yeah I'd say learned that's a good one I feel like the owl is calling to Sunny more because uh, two old coots mm -hmm. talking about the way things used to be. Shooting the shit. Yeah. Nice. Let's say if... raucous as well, by the way. Yes, okay. potty owl. <laughs> and then when you when the owl starts partying, Sunny is just like, Sipping the drink and watching. <laughs> Get dinner and a show. Yup. Uh, I think Theo knew Emmanuel during the rebellion. Did Emmanuel pri provide like war songs? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe that, or maybe like Emmanuel turned to music after, like in the same way that Theo became a shepherd. Like mm. I'm done with that. Now I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Theo knows Emmanuel's dead name. <laughs> yeah, if I... No, I love this. Also, yeah, Emmanuel was she her during the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. New name, new life. <laughs> all songs. Fuck all of that. Just change it all. Uh -huh. I mean, frogs do it all the time. Hell yeah. That's true. <laughs> Not just social transition. Ah, 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 life <laughs> finds a way. Awesome. All right. We got a place. We got people. And now 
we answer the final four questions. Uh, what sort of place did we just travel from? It was early in the season. Um, I've gone. I clicked away. What was the season before where we just were? Season before that would have been swarming. Yes. Um. So, but coming off the back end of summer as well. Yeah. I feel like some place sprawling and verdant to come from would have been. Hmm. Probably across like great farmlands, scattered markets, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Uh, do we feel our journey has been long? I've got a tangential question with this. Did we go out of our way to come here? Did twos ask to come here, knowing that we were nearby? Yeah, I think they would have. Say hello, nice. drop in, and meet face-to-face -face with someone you've been corresponding with for a while. Cool. Um... Or maybe it was like through the, we've been traveling through the summer months. Okay. So, may I suggest that part of the reason that uh, Theo is traveling is just because you know you've got to get the herd to different pastures by oh, silt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there somewhere we hope to go? I think that dovetails with what was just said. Okay. Um, and finally. But silently in our heads, uh, where is my home? And uh, once we've answered that to ourselves, uh, I do believe we can get started. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!